saints of God, just skipping over stuff. There's something they heard in a song, this, that, and the other, and that's cute for inspiration. But at the end of the day, you need to know exactly where the word is so you can go ahead and do what you need to do so that you have something to hold on to. A song is wonderful, it's amazing, but it's the word of God that is settled forever. <laughs> and it's the word of God that is settled forever that you've hidden in your heart so that you do not sin against him by flapping off your mouth thinking that God had not made your provision, which he already had. So it's the word of God that you hold on to that makes a difference. So first you must believe <laughs> and believe that he is and believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He rewards those. He rewards. Now, you know, uh, the testimony we had today and Sister Kim's talking about Janai and just saying that, you know, her um, the band leader or, or, or coach was just saying, you know, she's in, you know, she, she's do doing the right things. She, she's diligent. <laughs> she's a follower. She's chasing after. You know what? A reward was there. And you know what? A way that a way that she didn't even know was made for her, but a way was made before they knew it. That's the goodness of God. And that happens all the time. And so as my mom was talking about this week, I said, Mom, we got to push through. <laughs> I know it looks ugly, but we got to push through. God knew this day was coming. God, keep pushing. I don't care what they say, what it feels like. Got to keep pushing. You know what? God makes a way every time. God makes everything come out right. So glory be to God. Scripture is clear. We must believe and believe that he is. We talked about it before. People are believing for the things, but not trusting and believing in the person who provided them. That's weird, <laughs> but it happens all the time. And, and when it happens, it, it's the cart before the horse. It's definitely a, an issue, believing for the house, the car, the job, this, that, and the other. But how about we believe the word? Just believe. Yes. Believe and believe only. Okay? So I definitely just keep believing. Whatever it is, keep believing. And to believe the word of God. That's, that's really what we're trying to get to. Inspiration is good, and we can't get over in a ditch on that. Um, inspiration without information is, is not good, and all information <laughs> without inspiration is not good. So get on the ditch, one side on the other, it needs to be that balance, right, right down the middle. So having both, that will benefit. So um, the key, again, that we were talking about last week is when we focus on God and who he is. Focus on God and who he is. Not the problem, not the situation, not the difficulty, not the sickness, but focus in on God and who he is and what he has already provided. He knew this was coming 2,000 years ago. He knew this bill was going to come due. 2,000 years ago, he knew that there was a flat coming on a car, that somebody's heat was going to go well. He knew that a doctor was going to tell somebody that you're in the fourth stage or something. He knew this day was coming. But the point is for us is to believe God has already provided for it. But we need to acknowledge. Acknowledge the provision that has been made for us. Acknowledge. Doesn't happen too often. Not like it should. Because in the acknowledgement stage, acknowledge also comes in your knowing. You can acknowledge when you know. Now, I know of the Queen of England. I don't know much of her. But if she was just walking in the street, that would just be some other, I'm sorry, older woman, um, to me. <laughs> I would not think of anything other than that. But if she's got an entourage and all these other people, it would probably help my acknowledgement. <laughs> and my acknowledgement helps with my knowing. So, and, and my acknowledgement and my knowing will then change my action towards that. So how many times have we been in those situations and be like, you know what, we all just know how to act. Would you just act right? Some people don't know how to act right. They don't know. We say that all the time. You know what, they're out there not acting right. 
According to who? Yeah. They have not acknowledged. And because they've not acknowledged the right way to do it, the only, they're doing only, only what they know. That doesn't necessarily mean it's right. So even when those situations come up, hey, acknowledge, you know what, body? Jesus paid the price for this already. He bore my sickness. He bore that sickness. And I was listening to um, brother, one of Brother Higgins' tapes again, and he said, bore means to remove with distance. Wow. To remove with distance. With distance. I mean, so as far away as it can get from you is as far away from that sickness as supposed to be. And if Jesus bore it, you have no business bearing it. Do you hear me? If he bore it, you don't have to. And bore means to move or to remove with distance so that you don't have to think about it again. You don't have to look at it again. Symptoms, it doesn't matter. Jesus bore this so I do not have to. I'm acknowledging. I'm acknowledging the healing that has been made available. And in my acknowledgement, I have it down now in my knower. That's with any other scripture, any other situation that comes up, when you get it down in your knower, when you acknowledge it, you will see manifestation of what you believed. And my belief is what? <laughs> is who? My belief is in the rewarder, Jehovah Gamola, the one I diligently seek, the one has made all my experiences sweet, the one who's made the way out. Glory be to God. So we're talking about John 6, very long chapter we're going through. It is really just uh, the ministry of Jesus, um, the healings that, that, that he wrought, um, just one after the other. And um, where we left off somewhat was right about um, Jairus and, and his daughter. So Jesus comes off the boat, and Jairus meets him off the boat and lets him know. He says, you know what, Jesus, if you come and pray for my daughter, I know she will be healed. Yeah. And so they start. It's a journey. So they're on their way and doing what they need to do. And um, of course, like anyone else, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus superstar. <laughs> so Jesus draws a crowd and it's appropriate. Yeah. So, and the story, everyone's like, hey, where's everybody going? Jairus talked to Jesus and Jesus is on his way to his house to go heal his daughter because he said he knows that if Jesus comes and he lays hands on her, she will be healed. So the crowd is going and everybody's good. So the crowd is now large. It's not just like 10 or 20. It's like thousands. It's a lot of people out there, a whole bunch, because everybody wants to know, you know, everybody's in everybody's business. So they just want to know what's going on. Everybody's out there. It's OK. They want to see what's going on. So as Jesus is going, there are people pressing up against him. And you know how that is. That bothers me because I don't like being around people. I don't, I'm no phobias. It's just don't like people touching me like that. But anyway, it's just a lot of people everywhere and pushing, you know, like a normal crowd is pushing, 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 pushing. Okay. So anyway, on the way and on the journey, woman steps out of a doctor's office. It's the woman with the issue of blood. And technically at that time, because of whatever is going on with her, technically she has no business being out there without announcing herself and what is going on with her. So she has to scream out, uh, you know, unclean. She has to scream, unclean, 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 as you walk. <laughs> no touchy, <laughs> no, no touchy, <laughs> no touchy, no touch. So she has to scream that all, you know, so, so much for being incognito. Um, <laughs> you gotta let everybody know you got issues. Unclean. So in the middle of that, she did not do that. She did not do that. Because she heard of the fame in the land. 
about this man named Jesus and what he can do. And so she knows he's out there and everybody's pushing. And she doesn't want to stop him on his journey because she's also been told he's on his way to Jairus' house to lay hands on his daughter. And so her mindset is, that's fine. I don't need to stop Jesus. I don't have to tell him anything, but see if I could just touch. I just need to touch the hem of his garment. She didn't say touch him, but just touch the hem of his garment. I know, I know that acknowledgement. I know I will be made whole. And so she goes and she does that, and it says immediately, if you look at the scriptures, it says immediately she knew. Immediately. She knew right away. She knew right away. And of course, Jesus is like, hey, somebody touch me. That is the understatement of (laughs) the millennia. Of course. So the disciples are like, like we would be. Yeah, Jesus, people touch you. Hello, everybody's touching you. This one's touching, that one's pushing. We touching you shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's in here. Yeah, we know somebody's touching you. You said, nah, somebody touch me. How many times have we been in those situations and we're not sure? How many of you are in here right now? Are you in here and have you touched him? Have you touched Jesus? Have you taken the time to reach out for your healing? Reach out for your deliverance? Have you touched him? I know you're here. I know you're in church. I know you're listening. But have you touched him? Have you touched him? And he said, when he said that, he turned and he saw her. And fear and trembling, she came unto him and told him the whole story. Now, here's the thing. He did not know this person. So that means that God is no respect of persons. Hey there. He is no respect of persons. Everybody needs to know that. So this is quiet as his cat. This is not somebody that was at church every week. This is not somebody that was at every Bible study. He didn't know her. But he knew that healing virtue and a cure left him to go to somebody else. Have you touched him? Have you touched him? So she told him a story. She told him what happened. She told him what was going on. And he said, daughter, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Not healed, whole. Now the point is, is if you read back in there in John 6 and go through the whole thing, it says it very clear. She's been to many doctors. She spent everything that she had. So now this lady is now in lack. So she spent everything, which means that this was her last resort. Seen every specialist, seen everybody she can see, giving up everything that she can give up to go and to be there. But he said, thy faith has made thee whole. And whole is nothing broken and nothing missing. Nothing broken and nothing missing. God intends for us to live the life of nothing broken and nothing missing. So anyway, remember, Jesus and the crowd, they're still on their way to Jairus' house. So after he finishes here and he's still walking, Jairus' servant comes to him and said, look, don't trouble the master, being Jesus, let him go. Your daughter's dead. Thank you for breaking it to him gently. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. He said, no, you said your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. And you know what Jesus said? Don't be afraid. Only believe. He said, don't be afraid, don't get upset, keep believing. Now, I wrote down the other translations of that. I think it's the International Standard Version, the ISV. Um, And when I wrote it down, I said, Lord, really? Like that? Figure what I do with it. Um, Oh, there we go. It says, be not afraid, keep believing. The other one that I saw says, 
stop being afraid. Just believe. How many times have we been in that situation? They've said, no, can't help you. No, we don't do this. We never have done this before. I've never heard of this before. Um, you know, this is a once in a lifetime situation. 99.9% um, .9 of the time, this is the outcome and it never turns out right. How many times have you heard that Jesus does not care? He says, stop being afraid. Only believe, just believe, keep believing. Keep pushing. When they said no, keep pushing. Keep believing. When they said it's not going to happen, keep believing. When it looks the worst, keep believing. I don't care what you feel in your body. If it hasn't moved, if the pain is still there, keep believing because God has already made your way. He has already provided for you. Keep believing. Only believe. So anyway, they journeyed on despite what the servant said. And so when they got there, Jesus did something that I absolutely loved. You know what he did? He got rid of the people that weren't believing. I said he got rid of the people that weren't believing. How many dream stealers do we know in here? People that will tell you, baby, that's not for you. That position isn't for you. You don't have education for that. You don't have enough experience for that. You don't have enough income for this house. You don't have enough income for that car. You can't live in this neighborhood. You can't go to that country. Seeing dream stealers all the time, it doesn't matter. What Jesus did is he put them out. Get them out of your mind. Get them out of your conversation. Keep them out of your house. I heard Brother Jerry say that <laughs> he had family members to come to the house when, um, when Terry had lost her fingertips. She was in children's shirts and somebody with a, um, a rocking chair rolled over the child's fingertips and cut them off, just straight off. And so anyway, they told him that um, plastic surgeon, the best one they could find in Louisiana, per the story, um, he said, I, I can't do anything with these fingers. And, and Jerry said, it's so pitiful. He said, and he threw the baby's little fingers in the trash. Yeah. And that's what they did, he threw them in the trash. And so um, he said, the best I can do is try to move a bone from here and then put something here, but she'll never have fingernails, she'll never have the tips of her little fingers, she'll have nubs for the rest of her life, whatever. So he had family members. And um, they wanted to come and see the baby and see a little hand and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Jerry was un unmoved. And so was his wife. He said, no, 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 my baby's hands are healed. They're going to come back. She's going to have fingertips, fingernails, and the whole deal. And so family members were wanting to come over and said, you know what? You know, Jerry, I don't want you to get your hopes up. I don't want you to do that. He says, you know what? I love you all, and I appreciate you, but you can't come in here. Right. He lost some family members that day. But they came back after they saw the fingers healed, just like they were supposed to be. But you know what? He had to put them out. You have to put those people out. Get them out of your way because God says, stop being afraid, only believe. Keep believing. So anyway, got to the house. He put those people out. We've seen those situations that look horrible, dead and done, <laughs> completely, like, like this child was, completely gone. Oh, there it is. Of course, I'll find it later. Um, hmm. But anyway, he gets there, and he says, damn, so rise. Takes her hand, yes. presents her to her father. Child is healed. Jesus is on his way. He's still trucking. Now, if you can imagine, this is kind of like the day goes for most of us when we get to the office. Soon as you, before you can put your bags down, hey, this one happened, and so-and-so called, can you call them back? We've got this problem, this, that, and the other. Well, that's pretty much the way Jesus was hit when he came, out of, or came off the ship. Soon as he touched down, hey, Jesus, can you pray for this one, and this one touched me, and all this other stuff. But so he's still on the way. He's, he's still on the journey. All of this is he just stepped off the boat. <laughs> all of this is on the way. So anyway, 
Everybody's going crazy. They're losing it. Jesus brought somebody back from the dead. This is Jairus' daughter he brought back from the dead. I don't know why they were surprised it's Jesus. So anyway, that's okay. So he's still walking on his way. And there were two blind men sitting on the side. And they're like, yo, what's going on? We can hear the crowd. We know what's happening. They said, and they gave him the whole story. Jesus got off the boat. He was on his way to Jairus' house. He healed the woman with the issue of blood and brought his daughter back to life. They said, really? They said, yes. They immediately jumped up. Jesus, thou son of David, hallelujah. Have mercy on me too. If you can do it for them and you can do it for him, have mercy on me. Have mercy. Hallelujah. Have mercy on me too. I know if you did it for them, you can do it for me. I know if you put them in the house, you can do it for me. I know if you healed them, you can heal me. Have mercy. When we say grace, grace, hallelujah, we say grace, grace, level every mountain down to a molehill. Grace, grace. Have mercy on me, Jesus. And he said, do you believe? Do you believe? And their response was, yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Hallelujah. When it gets down to the nitty gritty and your bank account is looking ugly, can you turn around and say, yeah, Lord, I yet believe. I yet believe. When I've had every refusal, yet I believe. When they've told me no, and the doctor said there's nothing I can, they can do, I yet believe. I yet believe. And this is the best thing that Jesus said to them. Laid his hands on them, on those eyes. He said, Become what you believe. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. That's why that believing is so important. It is so important. Become what you believe, hallelujah. It is that important. Mark 5, 36, don't be afraid. Just believe. Only believe. Stop being afraid. Just keep believing. Keep believing. So now, the point of, of getting to this part is uh, Romans 12 and 1. Media, if you can put that up for me. Romans 12 and 1. And um, probably not going to get to all, but that's all right. Word is good. Review. Take your time. So Matthew 9, 27 to 34, message translation says, become what you believe. You believe you're healed, become what you believe. You believe you're delivered, become what you believe. Okay. You all know that we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. But what's in front of us is, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. Why is this important to us? I've known the scripture my entire life, and now it makes more sense than it ever has. In the fact that we are a three-part being, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, and they... Excuse me. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, <laughs> your whole soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. Why is this important? Renewing our minds for the rest of our lives? Because if you do not present this body to God as you should, this body will prevent you 
from receiving what God has made available to you. Offer up this body. Offer up the feelings. Offer up, Lord, it looks horrible. Offer that up to him. Yeah. Offer up, Lord, my body hurts right about here. Offer that up to him because the feeling of it, what your body is experiencing, has nothing to do with the permanency of the word of God. Offer this body, hallelujah, present this body unto him. Yeah. Present it unto him yeah. as a living sacrifice. Present this. Yeah. The seeing things that you don't want to see. The feeling things that you shouldn't be feeling. Offer that up to him. Why? Your spirit knows better. Your spirit knows about the word. Your spirit is in constant communication with the word all day long. Meet if you can put up that graphic for me whenever you get a minute so that you can see. Maybe hard, maybe a little bit to see. On the left, obviously, is your body. <laughs> in the middle is your soul. Little person in the blue, that's your spirit. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit knows that you're healed. Your spirit knows that you're delivered. Your spirit knows those things. That's not the issue. The real you is over here. The one you see all the time in the mirror. That's the real you. Okay, but in all honesty, according to the word of God, your spirit is the real you. Your spirit knows what's going on with you, but you know who, who runs things in your body and they shouldn't? It's your soul. It's your soul. That's your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality. So your spirit knows, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay because the word of God says this. The soul says, I don't know. And then your body goes, yeah, I don't know. I think we're afraid. And then it follows. The soul is the one that's been calling the shots and shouldn't be. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What's going on with your so is he? Because he is determining the outcome of your life. He's determining when it should be the other way around. Now, when Jesus got into a boat and he, he was in a boat with the disciples and it was there again, going to the other side. And Jesus back there asleep and they're like, Jesus, are you going to wake up? Don't you see we all about to die? And he had to get up again. He said, what is wrong with y'all? He said, what is wrong with you? Why do you have, and the scripture says, so little faith. That's not, you've been with him. What is going on with you? So he had to get up, rebuke the, 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 the wind and the waves. Peace be still. In this situation, the spirit says, we're okay. We know he's not going to let us drown. The soul says, I don't know about that. The body says, I'm looking at the water. We're about to drown. Somebody better do something. What's going on with your, as he is? What's going on there? Your spirit man, which is full of the word 24-7, should be able to influence the soul clear across to your body. So when your spirit says, yes, by the stripes that Jesus bore, I am already healed. He bore this sickness and carried it away with distance from my body. Carry that over to affect your soul. And it says, you know what? You're going to have to stop whining and let the body know. Body, I don't care. Spirit already knows I'm already healed. The word of God says I'm already healed. We're going to keep believing and we're not going to be afraid. So all that stuff you're putting out don't matter to me because I already know in my knower, in the spirit that it is already done. That God knew this day was coming. 
He knew this day was coming and provision was already made for me. So get yourself together, soul. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I'm telling you right now, right thinking goes to right believing, which goes to correct receiving. Right thinking will lead you to right believing to get you to correct receiving. If you are not thinking right, you cannot believe right, you will not receive what has already been made available to you. You're going to have to shut that guy in the middle down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Because the word has been made available to you. We're not getting into this, but 2 Kings 3, 16 through 19, in the message translation, talks about King Joram, um, the son of Ahab and Jezebel, so you know what kind of house he had. Um, wasn't the best. But read on, and it talks about digging your ditches. Digging your ditches. I don't care. And if you read in there, the scripture is very, very clear. They needed the oxen to be fed and all this kind of care. And the point is they needed him to, to make a way. Yeah. They needed provision. Yeah. And they're like, how are we going to get that in the middle of the enemy's camp, get everything that belongs to us without them smoking us out? Right. How's this going to happen? Because they're trying to smoke out the Moabites. How's this going to happen? When are you going to do it, Jesus? I thought you said you healed me. Lord, you said, I know they said in church that you made everything come out right. When's it going to happen? How's it going to come? But if you read right here in 2 Kings 3, 16 through 19, yeah. he said, ain't going to be no wind. It's not going to be any rain, but you can best believe yeah. those ditches will be full of water. All right. That's right. Dig your ditch. Yeah. Meaning, regardless of what it looks like, dig your ditch. Uh-uh, that's my house. I don't care what you said, that's my house. Doesn't matter what you said, that's my job. God made a way. And I'm telling you, the, as uh, Elder D said, this week, one thing after the other, after the other. I haven't even had a chance to tell her everything that has happened of the hand of God moving in our life, in my life on this week. I said, Lord, thank you. Do make everything come out right. I know better. But in those times, I dig a ditch. Do you hear what I'm saying? I am not to be moved. You are not to be moved. Dig your ditch. Don't let them move you. Don't let the one in the middle, your feelings move you. It doesn't matter. The word of God says it is settled in heaven. Been settled. Don't let your feelings move you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Second Corinthians 10 and 4, the weapons of your warfare, my warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So listen, the word is out there. Dig your ditch and stand. Stand. Where's your faith to believe? Your faith is a servant. You keep your faith out there. Keep it out there. I said keep your faith out there. Faith to believe. You keep your faith out there. How do we crank up that belief? Again, meditate on the word of God, Joshua 1 and 8. Thank God for his word. Be rooted in thanksgiving, Colossians 2 and 7. Keep in mind that we walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Have confidence that the works are finished, that our problems are not a surprise to God, according to Hebrews 4, 3 through 8. Understand that God wants us to rest, enter, enter into his rest, and that he wants us to trust and to rely on him and not on our own efforts. According to Exodus 28 through 11, we believe in Jesus. We believe in Emmanuel, God with us. You are never by yourself. God is with you. God is with you. Even in this holiday, as we celebrate 
the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. God with us. Emmanuel. Hallelujah. We come to the throne of God. God with us. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword R-W-O-L-F-C to 77977 or through our free app. Search R-W-O-L-F-C in the App Store. For more information, visit www.R-W-O-L-F-C.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.